Kwee Part 4 by John Echenim Brought to you by Corbett Readings He brought out his phone and turned on the torchlight. The creature stopped ten meters away, clearly fascinated by light. Patrick got a good look at it. It did look like a lizard, but it was bigger than a crocodile and more upright too. Its body was roughly the length of a Toyota Camry. It had what seemed like a crown on its head and what could only be tombs of wings on its back. This thing would eventually be able to fly. This brought up another scary fact. This was a juvenile creature. It wasn't done growing. As he moved the light from side to side to distract the creature, Mina climbed back slowly, holding her left wrist gingerly. The moment she reached the little cave that had only a crawl space, Patrick brought out his lunch and threw it as far as he could towards the creature's right. The smell of the food made the reptile burst in speed towards the food. Patrick immediately scrambled towards the hole. As his head went into the hole, he felt a force clamp on his left leg. Before he could process that, he was dragged back. Mina watched helplessly in horror as her husband was lifted and slammed by the creature over and over again. The creature used its four limbs to drag Patrick closer, then it beat into his shoulder. Patrick, who had been unresponsive after the slams, suddenly screamed with all his might. That was a wake-up call for Mina. Her mind scanned her inventory in less than a moment, and then she remembered her cooking knife. She quickly drew it out of her back and picked a handy stone as she exited the hole. She made loud noises to get the creature's attention. It worked. It didn't bite into Patrick again, but kept his forelimb on him. The moment she exited the cave, she threw the rock toward the snout of the animal. It left Patrick completely and came towards her. She made up her mind to hold on with all her might to this knife, no matter what happened. The creature used its closed snout to ram into her fist, knocking all the wind out of her. Then it drove its front left claws into her right leg. She screamed. It seemed it was taking its time. It slowly brought its snout towards her face. Mina didn't look at the face, but at the pulsing neck. As she thrust the knife towards the creature, it moved his head and she missed the neck. She tried again and got the flesh beneath its snout. The creature howled and reeted. It gargled and was distracted by its wound. Mina took the opportunity she had been given and got away from it. She went straight for her husband who wasn't moving. She tapped, shoved, and even slapped him, but he didn't respond. The creature was still 
making gargling sounds. She dragged Patrick to the cave, even as the creature rubbed its whole underside on the ground, trying to get the knife out. Mina successfully dragged her husband into the cave and began undressing him. His clavicle was exposed from the back and blood was pouring out of that wound. His eyes were closed as well. His breathing was shallow as well. She stuffed every piece of cloth she could find into the wound and then tied it as tight as she could. She checked his breathing again. She couldn't hear anything. She checked his pulse as well. There was none. She attempted cardiopulmonary resuscitation over and over again, but there was no response. She didn't stop even when the creature with the knife in its mouth laid down by the cave waiting for its prey. For each time she pumped and blew her air, her hope of not being a widow died. Clark knew this, that the lecture he was delivering on Originem Draco would determine the rest of his career. He took a deep breath and continued. It is clear that dragons aren't a myth anymore. This particular dragon eluded science for millennia. Its migration pattern of moving from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere during the summer solstice of the northern hemisphere made it hard to discover. They lay their eggs in mountains in the equator at the end of what is spring in the northern hemisphere. There have been findings of juvenile dragons in the Kilimanjaro. We are all here, of course, because of the juvenile that was found on the mountain, now called Kwe, meaning egg in the Hausa language. We wouldn't be here but for a couple's bravery. We now call on Mrs. Mina Ede to recount her experience. Mina got up from her front seat and went to the podium. There is a published book titled Kwe that reminisces on what happened many summers ago. I, on the other hand, would rather forget, if I can, of this day that took so much away from me. Thank you. There was disappointed clapping as Mina carefully took her seat. She didn't care for the approval. The only person that mattered placed his hand on her tie, clumsily leaned over from his wheelchair and whispered, You did good, moi. The end. Hope you enjoyed the quiz story. More stories coming your way. Bye, Corbett's readings.